Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The GOAT returns to Tampa Bay. The one SEC team that missed the big dance looms large over the six that are in. Plus, will any of the six Big 12 teams in the NCAA tournament win it all? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. In perfect Tom Brady fashion, Tom Brady announced he is unretiring or staying. I, I don't know exactly what to say about what happened because the first time he retired, we weren't sure he was retired for like 48 hours after it was reported he was retired to help us sort all of this out. David Harrison from Locked on Bucks. And David, uh, I don't know if you were like me and you had to double and triple check the the blue check marks on Twitter when you saw these reports. What was just your first response when you saw these tweets? Uh, honestly, Peter, I started laughing because from, from the word go, and I'll give a shout out to uh, 10 Tampa Bay's WTSP's Evan Klosky, their sports anchor down there in Tampa, our Tegna partner. Uh, he was the first one that I really noticed point out the fact that Tom Brady never said the R word. He never said retired, retiring as I go into retirement. He never actually said the word. And I kind of ran with that from then on. It was definitely tongue in cheek. Nobody really expected him to come back at that point, obviously, because you kind of assume Brady's the kind of guy that when he makes this decision, the decision is made and that it, it is what it is. But we've seen this from other guys that can still play. We saw it from Brett Favre. We've seen it in other sports at other times. Guys retire uh, and they come back and you kind of look at like a guy like Peyton Manning. I mean, that man squeezed as much athletic ability out of his body as he could before he called it a career. And I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. And I said recently on Lockdown Bucks that I still view Tom Brady as that six round pick as that benched quarterback from Michigan that everybody passed up, including the new England Patriots. Let's not forget the new England Patriots passed him up a bunch of times too. Didn't expect him to have the career that he did. And I still believed that Tom Brady, he understands what it's like to lose the game, to not be expected to have this level of success. So he's not going to let it go until he absolutely has to. And when he retired, I do believe that in his heart and his soul, he really did feel like it was the right time to step away, recommit to the family. But I think, his family understands what he has. His wife definitely understands. I mean, she's in the modeling business. There's no other fleeting business in the world outside of athletics that's as short-lived as, as modeling is. Um, I think everybody understands kind of what's on the line. And for Tom, I, I, I just, I can't, he said it a bunch of times, Peter, he's going to play till he sucks. And he definitely does not suck. It, it is one of those things where you understand why so many guys get retired by the league rather than retiring because right. the competitive fire burns like that. So now Tampa Bay has to recalibrate their offseason plans in a matter of hours because the tampering period starts uh, later today. We have the, the new league year starts on the 16th. So there, Carlton Davis is going to be a primetime free agent at the cornerback position. Ali Marpet, as was reported on Sunday, has said that that he is going to stay retired. He's not going to unretire. We'll see if that sticks. That that may yeah. not that may not stick, but there yeah. are still plenty of questions about what this Bucks team is going to look like moving forward. So, how does this change the way that you see them approaching what is now a retooling of a potential Super Bowl contender versus a, a revamp or even a potential rebuild? Aaron Stinney was already resigned uh, over the weekend, so you have one part of your interior offensive line, and even though he's a he's a depth guy, he's a backup, he did have. Those starts in the playoffs during the Super Bowl run started in the Super Bowl, in fact, 
and help them win a championship. So he's not exactly untested. And then, yeah, Alex Kappa is, is the next priority after that. And again, Ali, I mean, I would never, never call Ali a liar. But again, if, if Ali had, I don't know if Ali's talked to Tom yet, but, but, you know, Tom could be very persuasive. And Ali Marapet, he turns 29 next month. He's not even 30. Tom might say, look, I'm going to play at 045. You play to 30. And then we'll both, we'll both go enjoy the beach somewhere together. And then obviously Gronk, uh, I don't think there's even a phone call that needs to be made. Basically, it's just Gronk telling the Bucks if he wants to come back or not, and then they'll make the numbers work after that. Why Texas A&M missing the tournament is on everyone's mind. Next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Browns got their number one receiver. This is Locked On Browns host Jeff Lloyd with your Cleveland Browns breaking news. The need was evident for the Cleveland Browns to upgrade the wide receiver room. The free agent class was not looking as strong as the Browns had once hoped. The draft class, I'm not sure the Browns want to rely on a rookie in such a big role. The Browns rectified that, trading for Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper. Yes, the money may not be ideal, but the Browns were in a tough spot here. They needed a true number one wide receiver. Cooper comes in and rectifies that situation right away. A swap of six rounds pick. Pick 155 going to the Dallas Cowboys. Omari Cooper for pick 155 overall. Hell of a job by Andrew Barry. Kirk Cousins is staying in Minnesota. It's official. Kirk Cousins is returning to Minnesota. He signed a one-year extension with the Vikings. I'm here to break it all down. Luke Brown here from Locked On Vikings. For more detail, go check out the podcast. Here it is real quick. Kirk Cousins signs a one-year extension. There's a couple of void years on it that help stuff out with the cap. So the structure, the cap hits for the two years that he will play here, his cap hit in 2022 goes down. It was going to be $45 million, now it's 31 and change. It, next year, his cap hit's going to be about $36 million, and then he would leave in 2024, unless they extend or whatever, and leave behind about a $12.5 million dead cap hit, which is kind of what they, they shoved off. So they kicked a little bit of the can down the road. But this ensures complete with a no-trade clause, ensures that Kirk Cousins will be the quarterback in 2022 and 2023. Your feelings about that are probably really extreme, whether they are good or bad, and we'll dive into all of that. But this confirms what Kevin O'Connell told us from the beginning. He's excited to work with Kirk Cousins. He's excited to build around Kirk Cousins. And he thinks that he, unlike any of the coaches that he's worked with before, including Jay Gruden, uh, Kevin O'Connell's mentor, he believes, Kevin O'Connell, that he can unlock Kirk Cousins and turn him into the Super Bowl contender that was promised all those years in a row. Yeah, good luck with that, guys. The Yankees and the Twins have completed a blockbuster trade, sending Josh Donaldson to the Bronx and Gary Sanchez to Minnesota. This is Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees, and the Yankees just announced that they made a deal with the Minnesota Twins. For Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, and a catcher named Ben Rortvet. The Yankees traded Gary Sanchez and Gia Rochella to the Twins. You're not having a fever dream, Yankee fans. As much as you wish you were, you're not. This is happening. Not only that, the Yankees are paying for the remainder of Josh Donaldson's deal, which is $50 million. That's not going to be awkward when Josh Donaldson has to report to Tampa to put on the pinstripes and greet Garrett Cole after what happened in 2021. Kevin Durant scored 53 points en route to a 110-107 win by the Nets over the Knicks, but that wasn't the story of the game. Kyrie Irving, still unable to play in home games due to a New York City vaccine mandate, made his first appearance of the season at Barclays Center 
as a fan. This drew the ire of many, including Durant. It's ridiculous, Durant said. I don't understand it at all. There's a few people in our arena that's unvaxxed, right? They lifted all of that in our arena, right? So I don't get it. I don't get it. It just feels like at this point now, somebody's trying to make a statement or a, a point to flex their authority. But everybody out here looking for attention, and that's what I feel like the mayor wants right now is some attention. But he'll figure it out soon. He better. This is very much the worst person in the world makes a great point meme where Kyrie Irving is absolutely right about how ridiculous it is. And this is why he did it. Let's be clear. He sat courtside to prove what a stupid, stupid rule it is for people to be able to be in the sands unvaccinated and for away players, by the way, to be able to come in and play who are unvaccinated, but home players cannot. It is a silly rule, either make everyone do it or make no one do it, but the way it is now is silly. Has Kyrie Irving handled this all the right way? No, not at all. But that doesn't mean that the rule isn't silly. Here's what to look for coming up on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Let's look at the odds to win the NCAA tournament. Bet Online likes Gonzaga at four to one to win it all. Right behind them, Kentucky at six to one, and Arizona at plus six seventy-five. Bet Online has the rest as follows: Baylor eleven to one, Duke eleven to one, Kansas fourteen to one, Purdue eighteen to one, Auburn eighteen to one, Villanova twenty-two to one, Tennessee twenty-two to one, Iowa twenty-five to one. Texas Tech 28 to 1 and UCLA at 28 to 1. Round out the teams with odds better than 30 to 1. Bet online where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. The SEC got six teams in the NCAA tournament. In the West, we have Arkansas and Alabama. In the Midwest, it's LSU and Auburn. It's Kentucky in the East and Tennessee in the South. Joining me now from Locked On SEC, Chris Gordy and Chris. When the seedings came out, what did you make of how the SEC made out in this seeding process? Well, I think the first overall takeaway was that the Aggies, I thought, did enough these past two weeks to earn themselves a seed, Texas A&M. That is, they wrote a seven-game win streak into the SEC uh, tournament title game and ended up falling short to Tennessee. But Buzz Williams had A&M playing their best basketball this past month. I mean, they were 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. They had wins over Alabama, Auburn, and Arkansas. I just don't know what more they could have done to get in. And then the fact they're in the final four or last four out, but they're literally the fourth team out. I just – I didn't think that was fair for the Aggies. Uh, I think I'm being Mr. SEC greedy here saying there should have been seven SEC teams in. But certainly the six that are in are all really good and, and have a potential to do some damage. As you look at this list of teams, each of them has uh, some some upside potential to be sure, um, and and all of them could play spoiler at some point. You also have some higher seats, Auburn and Kentucky, on the two line. So as you look around, this is all about the draw. This is all about the matchups. Whose matchup do you like the best to make a deep run here? Yeah, I think Kentucky ended up with a really good uh, draw. You know, they're the two seed in the East. They get 15 seats St. Peter's, and I think everybody and their brother right now is Googling who the heck is St. Peter's. Uh, but I thought it was a nice, a nice draw for them. They'll likely get 30-2 Murray State in the second round. I know the record is eye-popping. It scares you. 
Murray State doesn't play anybody. So I, I think if you're Kentucky, you've got Oscar Sheebway, you've got all these five-star McDonald's All-Americans that you got studs, take care of business. You should be able to take care of business against them. And then possibly Purdue, Texas, or Virginia Tech in the Sweet 16. I think Kentucky goes deep in this bracket. It sets up very well for them. The other name that I was looking at is is Auburn, and, and they're in the, the Midwest with Kansas, um, USC, now Wisconsin, and and Auburn could be a, a really good matchup there. But but Auburn's time, I mean, we know what Auburn's talent level is. What what do you make of of Auburn's chances? Yeah, I just feel like Auburn's played with fire so much in recent weeks. You know, they had the the string of losses on the road. They had the string of games where they didn't shoot the three ball well. Uh, they had the early eggs in the SEC tournament. So all, all these reasons, I, I, they'll take care of Jacksonville State in the first round, don't get me wrong. But, man, that second-round matchup, playing the winner of USC or Miami, just feels so dangerous. Whether it's Miami or USC, I could easily see either of those teams taking Auburn down to the wire and pulling off an upset. I also, when the, when the seeding came out and I saw Arkansas land on the four line in Gonzaga's bracket, I thought – Given what we've seen Arkansas do, taking down some of the powers in the SEC, Gonzaga, they're not going to be afraid of anyone. This is a, pedig- a pedigreed team. But my first thought was, man, that Arkansas team, if they can get there, they because with the way that they shoot it and, and the guys that they have out there, like they, they could really give Gonzaga some problems. They could. And, you know, again, it's, it's kind of what have we seen a little bit from Arkansas is Man, are they going to show up? Um, you know, they played so well against LSU the other day in the SEC tournament game, but um, they've they just had some inconsistencies where Joe, J.D. Note, who's their star, as J.D. Note goes, so goes Arkansas. I mean, he's had games where he has four points, six points, and it's like, what happened? And then he has games where he has 20, 25 points, and it's like, yes, that's the J.D. Note uh, we all love and, and, and want to see. I think they'll take care of Ver- Vermont, the 13 seed in the first round. But, man, UConn is a scary matchup that they could get in the second round. And I've seen UConn play a couple times this year. Keep in mind, they had the early season win over Auburn in overtime. So, um, yeah, Arkansas, another one where that's a scary matchup in round two if they get UConn. And one SEC tournament team will be without their coach. LSU fired Will Wade after accusations of five level one NCAA violations emerged. Assistant coach Kevin Nickelberry will serve as the interim coach. For the Tigers. Coming up, any of these six Big 12 teams in the tournament, can they go all the way? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year where the weather starts to get a little warmer and you're starting to think about, oh, I get to be outside. And then you go, wait, I got to be outside. People are going to see me. I need to make sure that I'm looking right, that I'm feeling right, that I'm eating right. Built Bar can help you do that. They've got Built Puffs, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, fluffy, marshmallowy, and covered in 100% chocolate. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. But, and I don't know how they do it, but they do it. They're low-calorie, they're high-protein, they're high in fiber. Replace your candy bars with these. Replace your everyday snack with these. I do. I have them most days. Whether it's just because I'm hungry or I'm working out, or something like that, I grab a Built Bar to help me get through to the next stage of whatever I'm doing. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to try them for yourself. They've got so many flavors to try. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. Unbelievable. Plus all the puffs flavors. Churro, coconut, marshmallow. 
banana cream pie. So many options for you to choose from, and they're all good. They're all good. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. It was an incredible conference all season, and the Big 12 got six teams in the big dance, including two number one seeds, Baylor and Kansas. Joining me now from Locked On Big 12, Josh Neighbors. And Josh, as you look at this field with Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor, and Texas in our dance, who do you think has the best chance to make a long run here? I've gone back and forth like the last three weeks. At one point, I was Team Texas Tech, was Team Baylor, and now I'm Team Kansas. And just Kansas, (laughs) I've been asking all year long to show what they showed in the Big 12 tournament, a team that could put it all together. They've got so much talent. Um, The big thing for them in the Big 12 championship game, they brought Remy Martin off the bench, who had been dealing with an injury. But this is a guy who was an All-American you know, a couple years ago. An All-American coming off the bench. And that's what Kansas boasts this year. And they got Dave McCormick going as well. So if they can have this entire team clicking like they did in the Big 12 tournament, this is the team that can not just go to the Final Four, but they can win the national championship. And it's the version we wanted to see all season. How much do you think the matchups play into it? Because I, I look at the the two teams that that I thought, frankly, were, were the best two teams. And I thought they got the hardest draw. The Gonzaga bracket, I think, is particularly difficult with the aforementioned Texas Tech. So how do you, how do you see the matchups playing into whether like a Baylor, for example, I, I like their path to, to get to the Final Four a little bit better just because of the teams that they're going to play? Yeah, it's really weird. So I, I, I would say that um, Baylor's bracket is the most eclectic. It's a really <laughs> weird, it's it's very odd. It's got the 7-10 of uh, Murray State versus San Francisco, which is like the least typical 7-10 matchup that you're ever going to see. Um, I like. I think Kansas got a really good draw. I, I think Kansas got an excellent draw. And the reason why is because the team to them that in my mind poses the biggest threat is Iowa, who's the five seed because they're playing so well. But also there's 77th in Ken Palm's adjusted defensive efficiency. And usually I think I think it's some trend where it's like teams that are inside the top 10 to 15 uh, have won it uh, you know, the last few years or however many years it is. And they do not fall under that purview. So, you know, while they've been barnstorming the Big Ten, the question is, all right, what happens when they play teams of different conference and teams, teams in the Big 12 – have that uh, cachet of being absolute defensive monsters. So I love their draw. I think Baylor's draw is, like I mentioned, it's eclectic. It's interesting. Um, Texas Tech's got the group of death, as, as we say in soccer. Um, they've, they, I mean, that that is a really difficult bracket that they're in with Gonzaga. And look, they, they lost to Gonzaga earlier in the year. Um, they might have a potential matchup with Duke down the line as well. Alabama's no joke, so... Tech got the roughest draw. I like Kansas is the best. And Baylor's is interesting, not insurmountable, but it's interesting. Is there, uh, of the, the the teams that have a little bit longer odds here, I mean, TCU is going to have to play Arizona if yeah. they win their first one. Um, you know, you, you have Iowa State in, in the 6-11 with an LSU team that that no longer has a head coach. Right, yes. If if you like what even even the six eleven when you have Texas and Virginia Tech Virginia Tech just won the ACC tournament just beat Duke, are, do you look at those teams and go yeah th- this team could just as easily be in the Sweet Sixteen? So Iowa State's got the Iowa State got the most luck right. I mean I would rather be Iowa State playing a six seeded 
uh, LSU with no coach than I would be TCU in the nine slot, right? And I was actually actually talking about this tonight. W- would TCU have been better off just losing to Texas in the first round of the of the Big 12 tournament? Probably. The answer is probably because uh, Arizona is a matchup nightmare for them. They are for a lot of teams. But yeah, I mean, I think I kind of like the situation that, that Iowa State uh, now finds himself in with that 11 matchup, 11-6 against LSU. And then Look, Wisconsin's a really good team, but Johnny Davis, their star player, has been injured. So, you know, if they play Wisconsin round two, how injured is he? And if he is hurt, I mean, that game becomes a lot more even. So out of all those teams, I would say that would be the team I would be least surprised to see in the Sweet 16. Texas, I just don't believe in. I mean, I think they can get out of the first round against Virginia Tech, but they just have been so hit or miss this year. And they have not shown me enough that makes me think they're anything beyond a Sweet 16 team. So I'd even be shocked if they made it that far. And finally, the return of Tom Brady means a very lucrative auction purchase may well be worthless in a matter of months. Brady's final touchdown ball was purchased for $518,000 a mere hours before he announced his return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was bought through an online auction by an undisclosed buyer from an undisclosed seller. But all indications are the seller is one very lucky fan whose life just changed forever thanks to a ball that is likely not to be worth the cost of its shipping come football season. Guessing all sales are final on that website. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Make your second listen Locked On Bets. All the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes. Coming up Tuesday, a very busy week of NFL and MLB transactions get underway. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.